0: Welcome to another episode of Mom with Me a podcast discussing the Avatar Universe's folklore episode by episode. We're your hosts, Eric Lefebvre. Dr. Amber, please say the Dr. Jones.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And Jessica Cercero.
2: We're continuing our journey through Avatar The Last Airbender with Book 1, Water. We've made it to Chapter 9, The Waterbending Scroll.
1: In this chapter, There Be Pirates. Um <laughs> oh my god, this is so silly. Um a, I love a it. convergence of interests brings together Katara, Aang, and Zuko, and we learned some very important lessons.
0: So we're back. We're back into it, into um, the thick of
2: it. I wanna say that this episode is one of the best episodes in the whole series. Yeah. It's from, one of the best
0: ones. <laughs> from a story perspective and a character yes. perspective, you get yes. quintessentialism of every bit of not only yes. like individual nuance character-wise, but like big yes. story nuance. It's I I like the whole time watching it too, I I completely agree. It's so Yeah. It like speaking of synopsizing something, it really kind of encapsulates what this show is and who these characters are.
2: Yes. And the dynamics that they will eventually play with each other.
1: And that they've been mm-hmm. kind of setting up this whole time because, like, now. In episode nine, everybody is so well developed as a character. Um, Mm -hmm. Even, you know, we've spent time with Katara and Iroh and Zuko and everybody. So it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, we know who they are. Let's get into a little bit. So we start to see this other side of Katara that I think we've mentioned in the previous episodes, where she, like, really just reels in that jealousy and that, like, um, that frustration that she's feeling at, like, Mm -hmm. you know, wanting to. Uh, be a better bender and wanting to learn more water bending yeah. and seeing you know somebody else do it better that she you know she thinks is um, she she's just she wants him to struggle a little bit like like she does but she doesn't have that experience yeah. you know.
2: I want to say that I love 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 how selfish Katara is in this episode. I love every bit of it. I'm like, keep going baby. Yeah, let's trick them. (laughs) Like get what you need, get what you need. Because it's I like, I recognize that yearning in her where it's like, I know I'm destined for something amazing. And I literally can't wait to get started on it it's like it's it's nagging at me and like and she just lets it show and she's just honest Mm -hmm. and i'm like that's beautiful i want to see more little girls being just fucking selfish about what they need Mm -hmm. to get to where they're going yeah um and she's a little bit of a like mastermind also with it because she takes a lot of gambles yeah, lots of gambles. It <laughs> lucks out,
1: and also like I mean, she, she's ultimately yeah. just taking like she is stealing from the pirates who stole this piece of her culture. So she's just taking it back because like, and a yeah. lot of this narrative is around like, oh well, you shouldn't have taken that. You shouldn't have taken that. But I'm like, fuck that. Like this is Literally, this is truly. Yours. I'm like,
0: steal more stuff. Go okay, back seriously. and steal more.
2: Parallel. <laughs> Just came to me parallel (laughs) Katara Killmonger. I was just going to say that. Literally,
0: I was just going to say that. Because it's very clearly the exact same thing. Like, he just goes into the museum and is like, "This you stole this from me. I'm taking it back. Yeah. Like there's
1: yeah and she does not
2: i would have been okay if she like also killed a few of them in the process (laughs) and she like a
1: hundred percent even by the end of the episode went like she does not regret it she never once is like oh no maybe not like it is just like nope i took this it's mine it's great like hey here i am
2: Mm. (laughs) yeah well like she feels shame for just a moment But also even that she's like, okay, like, let's not get out of hand. I'm still Katara. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, (laughs) that's enough. Like, will I I did my apologies? I'm way better at apologizing than all of you because I actually mean Right
1: away. Right away she apologized. Again,
2: let's go back to how what I did was not really that bad. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: I think the only thing she feels sorry about is, like, putting them – like non-consensually in danger mm-hmm. or putting them in a position where like something bad could have happened but even then she's like well, nothing was like, bad was gonna happen and we're fine does she...
1: I think the only thing is that she... she really
0: I feel I... like
2: there's plenty of times either she's taking an enormous gamble that she's completely aware of or she's just kind of blinded by this is what I want it's so close to me and this is what I just gotta do to get it like when she steals the scroll and she's like okay guys let's get out of here she had to know that they would notice like the it's the item that you were just haggling for they know you have no money Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like and she knows that they're pirates and she is traveling with the avatar like it could have been done and over
1: I think she but she
2: took that Incredible gamble.
1: I think she only feels bad about like yelling at Aang and like just kind of Mm -hmm. and like what she does to her friend when she sees that look of like sadness and like like just like betrayal on his face and she's like, oh, and immediately okay, I'm sorry, I'm sorry about Mm. this. But I don't think she, she doesn't really apologize for the other things. She does apologize for like, hey, I should have told you this should have been consensual maybe, but she's not really sorry about it. And I think the only thing that I have a problem with is um that a lot of her stealing the scroll she f- tries to frame as like oh i did it for Aang. i did it for Aang. but she yeah. doesn't she never actually yeah. comes out and says oh i did it for me i i mean maybe she does later in the episode but like i mean own yeah. it like take it like this is this is yours and like you were saying like i would love to see yeah. little girls just like fucking own something own what they want and not yeah. have to be like oh but it's okay because it's for this important person over here oh like and you know what I mean
2: no like you were the important person and you were all you were thinking about um I really like that you brought up that point like yeah like so you're badass enough to put all of your lives in danger stealing it but you're not badass enough to be like yeah I took it uh it was all about me the whole time I was using Aang as an excuse Mm -hmm. but it was really all about me because I'm threatened because I know I can be awesome I just need a teacher just unlike this dude who just like does it and like she totally (laughs) you know like she's normalized Aang so much that she's like um he's just a dumb kid how can he be better (laughs) than me
1: he's the fucking Um, avatar like I mean yeah yeah
2: but I do think it was 100% calculated because so like after the the first chase and they get back the they have like this pan up of Katara and she has like her hip popped a little bit and she has this coy (laughs) look on her face and like and so you know the dummies Aang and Saka are like what was that about they were so (laughs) weird to us and Katara was like yeah that's why I took this from them and and so I was like I feel like all of those risks were calculated I feel like and I don't know if she had she knew she could cover that risk
0: Mm -hmm.
2: like it could have gotten really really bad
0: yeah I think it is very much a case of luck Like, luckily, uh, the Cabbage Guy was there. (laughs) Luckily, there were all of these instances of of not just skill and, like, capability, but simultaneous luck. Mm -hmm. Like, obviously, they've been in a couple jams before that we've seen that they've gotten out of. And she knows that they, as a group, are very capable but Mm. are still learning. So there is that level of risk. But... I am I, like it is I'm I'm glad she did it
1: and I think <laughs> that like she yeah I just wanted her to own it a little bit more like, yeah and yeah oh go ahead
0: no I was I mean I was gonna pivot a little bit so
1: oh um yeah I mean she this whole time is just so frustrated because Ang is just so naturally good at all of this she doesn't have a teacher she doesn't have any of this so it's 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 100% okay for her to be like, hey, no, I want this for me, you know? And, like, without even realizing it, because Aang is so kind of, like, oblivious, he doesn't realize how much he's hurting Katara's feelings by, like, just being like, oh, yeah, cool, what's next? Oh, cool, what's next? Oh, cool, what's next? You know? Yeah. Um, And, yeah, sorry. I I think I lost my train of thought.
0: No. (laughs) That's that's perfect because that's kind of where mm-hmm. I was gonna go. I wanted to start talking a little bit about what we're seeing with their dynamic with Katara and Aang specifically, where there is sort of this blooming, like obviously we've seen it before, where like they they are trusting each other, mm-hmm. but we're getting way more of like a push and pull in that dynamic in this episode, mm-hmm. where it's like, I need to learn this by the end of summer. She's like, until we find somebody, I can help you, and he's like, that's perfect. And then they go, and they're learning. And even in the in that, like at least the first moment that he sort of feels like, oh, maybe she's feeling bad about this. He there's like some soft reassurance. I mean, obviously not enough because mm-hmm. he kind of ignores it. But there's a level of like, she's like, wow, I didn't figure you'd pick this up so quickly. And he's like, yeah, I mean, you spent how many years teaching yourself? I have a good teacher. I love that you. That's the difference. You said
1: push and pull and i think that's really important yeah. because that's also very much what waterbending is right they they're literally, literally yeah, saying yeah. that the, this whole time which... and when katara is just pushing she can't waterbend mm-hmm. it's not great it's not a good thing it's not it doesn't work for mm-hmm. her you know so like their relationship is really is really synonymous and parallel to um to waterbending itself so that's really great i didn't even realize yeah.
2: that yeah yes Oh yeah, it's making so many connections for me too. Yeah. Cause like, you know, waterbending, um waterbenders are really big about their tribe, about the community. Yeah. And here Katara was trying to do it by herself. And um, and if you noticed in like the artwork, like when she sneaks off to practice, she was like there for hours mm-hmm. before they found her. Cause she started in the middle of the night and then it was like almost morning, morning. Yeah. when they found her. And so she was, like you said, she was pushing, pushing, pushing. And she was like, why am I not getting this? Because I think her personality is like, okay, this is what I need. I'm going to get what I need.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The thing But that she said- learns that she needs others to get what she needs.
1: And rest, too, right? The thing that- you can't keep pushing oh, yeah. yourself. Like, you're going to burn out. This is yes. not going to work for you, and it's not going to be great, right? Right. So like you can have that like deep desire to do these things, but you need community and you need to um, you need rest. You need to like be gentle with yourself about your expectations because everybody is different too. everybody learns at different paces. Everybody learns differently. So Mm -hmm. Ang pointed out that he was so lucky to have Katara there to help teach him because I mean, sure, he gets it right away. But I mean, clearly he couldn't do it. Before she started to teach him, right? So, like, yeah. that's how he learns. That's what he needs, you know? Yeah. So. The, th-
0: the thing you were saying earlier, Amber, about with Katara... There is that, like, spark in her, like, I know that I'm destined for greatness. I know (laughs) that that thing is coming. Yeah. And then this is, like, the first instance of, like, impatience and sort of a forcing of that narrative. Obviously, she knows it's true. There is sort of a collected understanding that, like, yes, yes, but those things have to happen in their own time and in their own way that you can't really expect, yeah. And so I like that this is our first instance in seeing that, like just in terms of her comparing herself to her environment and Aang specifically, like that frustration is so palpable and real, like just in, from a personal perspective, like there are so many times where it's just like, Oh man, like I know that these things are like good and I can do th- something, yeah. but like, having to wait and then like seeing other people gain those successes and letting that eat at you in this like really toxic and unfair way mm-hmm. like i just i i everything that she does in this episode i'm like yeah i've done that <laughs> yeah um like, 100%. very relatable like I've true
2: true story this is like me and my professional life like today <laughs> yeah <laughs> like fighting really hard for something to be like I know how to do this I know how to do this and then like find out like there's a lot I don't know that I need to know and I need to rely on other people (laughs) like I was laughing as I was like reviewing them this before we went on and I was like this this is what I did in my adult life today (laughs) um but instead of you know like grumbling and accidentally smacking momo in the butt um (laughs) i just i i kind of swallowed that humble pie and i was like yeah and i learned something now
0: (laughs) and you know what let me do better you know what the wildest thing is (laughs) in the same vein of like narrative driven um allegory yeah. is the phrase a rising tide raises all ships in terms of yes. like take ridding yourself of the personalization of ego like it's about me individually no it's about us as a community and when one person elevates they bring their community yeah. with them in the exact same way that the episode ends right like i know we have but like i was it's literally a rising tide raises all ships
2: <laughs> that another thing that Katara had to learn from this experience is that when she needed to solve an immediate problem her bending was stronger and more precise like she couldn't stream the water when she was like practicing but when like there were a bunch of pirates grabbing her then she water whipped them in the face (laughs) tried to get away she didn't succeed but like that lifting the boats with the water, like, those were all Katara solving a problem, which we know Katara loves doing. And yes. it's very good and at And so, again, like, there's, there's an emotional level to bending power. There's, yeah, there's a spiritual, there's, like, the physical, and we kind of see her figuring out, lining them up the right way, and I do think that this is a watershed moment, pun intended, <laughs> where we see her like now Katara becomes the powerhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She didn't have it quite lined up, but she learned so many good lessons here.
1: I think it's also it we, is, see, um, uh, we also see I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot if you wanna say something. No,
0: no, you pivot. Oh, pivot. I honestly I was I've only been gonna waiting. I was only gonna <laughs> embellish. So you you pivot oh okay we have enough rhinestones on this side (laughs) yeah we got to go the other side
1: i was gonna say um i feel like this is also the episode where you know we we've been developing soccer a little bit but now i feel like he's starting to find his real foothold in this episode where immediately like we see him do things that before he'd be like fuck that i'm not doing that where he's like wait you want me to clean up his feet Okay, like you guys practice, I'm gonna do this, yeah. he, and he actually doesn't complain, which is big. And then at the end, too, when like literally everybody got captured because like the luck stopped <laughs> going their way, he's the one that is like, "Wait, you guys, the avatar is worth money. Don't you want like?" And he figures out the way outside yeah. of that situation, which is a little bit weird. Um, and I'm just gonna dive deep into the um avatar lore not weird because because it's smart (laughs) and good and I love that um we start to see Sokka really actually start to want like act like the leader that he wants to be yes um but weird because the like the Dao Fei who are um who are pirates right in this world they're um they're like different gangs and all of that um in the Kiyoshi novels, it goes into the Daofei quite a bit and their belief system and like kind of like their different castes and stuff. Um, and
2: oh, my God, I love it. Keep going.
1: <laughs> and um, the it's it's wild because. The Daofei actually really, like, hold an incredible amount of respect for the Avatar because of superstition or about, like, spiritual powers or because they're intimidated and know, like, hey, I'm no fucking match for the Avatar. So, um, like, Daofei don't fuck with the Avatar ever. And, like, it's kind of like a reverence thing, too. So, like, to mm. see them immediately, like... I feel like a better reaction or I mean, maybe this is just because like they haven't been around, the avatar hasn't been around for a hundred years, but like generally Mm -hmm. like a hundred years ago, the reaction would have been to be like, oh shit. Or like, you know, like, you know, because Mm -hmm. we know that like, uh, especially in, like, the olden times, like, sailors and pirates, and they're all, like, really superstitious, right? So, like, that's something that yes. they don't ever... Like, you could break my ship in half. Like, you can fuck my whole world up. Just, like, go do your thing. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, it's it's really interesting Um, to get into that. I won't go too far into it, but I feel like that was Very a little bit weird. interesting. And you can look up the wikis on it, too, because I was like, did I... Like, this is what I thought. Like, did they... What uh-huh. happened? But, yeah, so that is canon that they that's how they feel about the avatar oh
2: my gosh i love that i know more about the pirates now than (laughs) i did (laughs) um cool that is interesting because like if i'm remembering well like their reaction it wasn't necessarily violent it was just like oh, money money yeah i'll take some money and so, and just hearing you say that, I was like, could that have been an act? And like, they were like, oh, shit, let's help the Avatar. Um, I think that's a bit of a leap um, myself. <laughs> uh, but I, it does make me, my brain want to reconcile how they responded I yeah. wonder
1: if it's just one of those things where as they started knowledge. to expand the universe, they then decided to flesh mm-hmm. out these characters like that group of people a little yeah. bit more and then like yeah. kind of like forgot about this episode and what that sets up. Yeah. Um but like I
2: I, I try to ignore <laughs> those things when I'm creating my head theories. My head yeah. theory was- <laughs> like I try to find an in world excuse for it. I was like, Well, maybe they lost their reverence in the one hundred years I that really love was I
1: I also love to be like, well, no, but maybe. And then this big roundabout thing <laughs> and it, it connects because I need it to connect. Um, yes.
2: Culture yeah. <laughs> yeah, is basically the answer. Culture. Um,
1: but I do think that um, at least personally in my head canon, it's because the Avatar hasn't been around for 100 years. And they probably honestly don't believe they might not believe it. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but y'all have your own headcanon, uh, but sit on that for a minute.
2: I would like to talk about Zuko.
0: Oh yeah, let's do it.
2: Um, one his instincts are like spot on. It is like a I think it's meant to be a true coincidence that they end up in like the same seaport. Um, but he's like he hears about a girl and a monk and he's like, "Huh? What?" Um, also like this episode had one of like my favorite exchanges um between Zuko and Katara one i do not ship them i don't understand the people who ship them i think that would be a horrible thing but there was some like near flirtatiousness and so my favorite interaction is like so they caught her they got her all um tied up this doesn't sound like a kid's show right now um anyway zuko reveals that oh my gosh she's the one who has her mother's necklace and she was like how did you get that and zuko's like i didn't steal it if that's what you're asking <laughs> and like i just every time i'm like snap yeah <laughs> yes who has more honor than you zuko <laughs> oh my god i didn't
1: even that's so good
2: He yes so, like he, he, and I could just tell, or I imagine, like, later he's like, that was a good one. I had it right yeah. there. They always act like I'm stupid. Nope.
0: They also... I know all, what I'm doing. You
2: goody two-shoes with the avatar. <laughs> I know you stole that scroll.
1: Also, I mean, they are, like, young kids and, like, teenagers, preteens. They have lots of hormones. Yeah. So, I mean, there's just flirting all over the show when you really look at it. Yes. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, I yeah. didn't even realize. I mean, I I guess I knew that people ship like uh, Katara and uh, Zuko, but that that's a fucking bad pairing, y'all. And like, there's it's a bad, it's a there's no pairing. reconciling. We'll talk more about oh, it. Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, the only reason I think that it is a pairing is because of what happens. What is at the end of season two, or like yeah. the more the more time that that happens where they uh, there is like an intentional closeness in the in the narrative yeah. for the two of them mm. i can see why cuz oh it's gosh. like zuko's like loosening up and being vulnerable and she's like she's she also being shit. vulnerable and she lo- <laughs> a she loves that shit and she's actively like she might she might restore like she might show him like the goodness and the good side oh. and then there's like that big and double quad. That is it's... an
2: ultimate want for That's... Katara. I... Yeah. Uh, really hate to be continued. I can't yeah. wait till yeah. we get to those episodes. <laughs> I just I <laughs> really <laughs>
1: fucking hate when they when they do that kind of stuff. And when it's like two characters are on screen, but they can't just be like, you know, in their opposite sex, but they can't just be friends. Um and I yeah. hate mm-hmm. that so much in storytelling, like we we just see that, and it's automatic. Like, oh, these two characters ship that, ship that, ship it's, that. Like,
0: it's it's the curse of heteronormativity. It's the I curse really hate of that. heteronormativity. such a
2: jail. Like, Kim it really does is. have a story about children. Like, I do remember this when I was a child, thinking. That it was really irresponsible that on like every single show I watched people like meet their husband or wife when they were like three years old literally. in a paddling pool. And oh my God, it was you all along. And I just Fucking remember being gross. like, that doesn't like, feel healthy.
0: Mm-mm. No, That's not, not at all. And it's, it is, and, it's, <laughs> and it's too much.
2: Literally like looking at like the, the children, the boys or whatever that I grew up around, I'm like, surely not. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not this, this. Can't be true. Absolutely no. not. I do not I was like we have like there were no little cute like no.
0: <laughs> not this. <laughs> no way, never. No. <laughs> I
2: had I had my share of meat cutes, but, yeah, it, sure. was, but it was it but- was never like
0: oh, I should be with this. Little
2: yeah. boy forever.
0: But meet cute is like romantic in sort of an asexual yeah. way. That's more yes. of just like a like a happenstance charm mm-hmm. more than like a I'm meeting my life partner to procreate with. And you're like, what is yeah. happening? <laughs> That's just, it's too much. And with, <laughs> yeah, all these kids shows, there's, there's an automatic romantic expectation with any like, Assumed conversations about like binary shit, which is already its own problem. But within that, it's like what occurs. Two women can't be
1: friends. I would just
2: like to talk to like the our descendants hundreds of years ago that have found some old drive that has this episode on it. And I just (laughs) want to explain (laughs) to you. Like it's hell now. It's hell. It's like you just want to be a full human being explore do what you want do what feels good and you have to like see story after story about like little kids falling in love on the fucking jungle gym
0: (laughs) it's and it's and it's always supposed to be cute, but it's yeah. always adults writing these stories that are yeah. sexualizing children. And it's and like, it's a what, a what are we doing?
2: Overly romantic little boy. And it's like a precocious but
0: ultimately useless little girl. Yeah. Which just reinstills
1: and, rigid gender yeah.
0: roles. And so
2: it's so. want this
0: nice story?
2: be precocious and useless and if
1: there's two yeah. women on the screen they can never be friends which is something that this series no. does kind of oh, fall into yeah. with uh with Toph and Katara who are quite at odds all the time um so we will talk about female friendship probably that will be a whole yeah. episode because I feel like there's a lot to I'm say sure. about it but yeah, the heteronormativity uh, and um and female friendship is like so like the yeah. way that that is it's like a woman can only have deep, close connections with men. But at the same time, that means that they're going to fuck or that means that they're going to be together forever based on that, like, heteronormative. Uh,
0: Eventually. You know what? This is something, like, we're going to get into it more as it develops. But even in these early episodes, like this episode in particular, where we're seeing sort of the budding... Not necessarily like romance between Aang and Katara, but we're seeing trust forming in a way that is really symbiotic in like a good pairing and a good partnership. Yes. Um, I don't want to be like naysayer, but I honestly do, I personally, and this is like end of series shit, I don't like that they get together, personally.
2: I don't like how they get together.
0: I just, I think it's, I think it's so like, Contrive because like this is
2: gonna be like a two part uh, episode. Oh, I know why ang and Guitar should literally because like
0: to me, I'm like you guys are such obviously like you're good for each other. You get each other. You're like you understand each other Mm -hmm. on this like deep level, but never does it ever feel more than. Uh, sort of like playground romance in the sense mm. that it's all speculative it's not real there's know, one time but
2: then, there's one time for me it at the end this of the series elevated above playtime romance and it's when they're dancing in that fucking cave oh
1: so like the the reason yeah. we will get i to forgot the reason we're getting it <laughs> The reason we're getting into all of this
2: for future fights we're going to have. Yes. This is literally
1: like the building blocks. of This podcast has
2: everything, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: This is the building blocks of what we're like of what the show is doing. (laughs) So it's like to notice these kinds of parallels. So, I mean, we're talking about like end game shit when it's like right now they are building this house. And we are supposed to yes. like the, there's this house of uh that has a room for Katara and Aang because they are they have been like fucking throwing at you like hey look number one they both mm-hmm. like each other and want each other to be jealous number t- especially in the next episode number two um wow. like uh they're hot and everybody wants to fuck them or like not fuck them but everybody wants to be with them or in a <laughs> no. relationship with them x rated so they just completely... Yeah, yeah.
0: Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's so apparent how much it's being like presented as such. Obviously, it's more than that. It is the friendship building of it, which yeah. I love and appreciate. But, um, just ba- like that, the whole basicness of the assumption there has to be and the thing is
2: it isn't needed it's not in the first series no not needed um there's such a thing as loving friends or there's such a thing as yeah maybe i'll end up with them in the end but i'm fucking 14 right now so let's go get a bomb pop and yeah beach literally (laughs) let me grow let
0: me look let me go experience life a little bit before there's this heavy expectation of what i need to be like (laughs) bogus it's most i mean that's it literally okay this is a bigger conversation about like media in general i have such a problem with the way that love is presented in most things just in terms of the way that it's 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 so overly romantic like yes Romance is lovely and great, but it's mm-hmm. like so hyper compartmentalized into such a specific and rigid, like it has to be this one version of romance and mm-hmm. storytelling and that's
2: it. And you're like, And Wait, guess what? It's expensive. Life,
0: yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> like life is so much that's more what complicated real and nuanced. intimacy
2: is. Yeah. Oh. It is really sad how little media for children explores different kinds of relationships yeah um maybe i don't know i haven't watched this craig of the creek yet it looked really progressive
1: <gasps> my friend said an animator
2: love
0: craig of the creek
2: <laughs> i like i immediately i was like Ah, oh, craig of the creek doesn't look like super So my friend
1: Tiffany, um, she worked on Steven Universe before that, and she is working on this. I think she's – I forget what her title is, but she works for them um, on the show specifically. So um, you should watch it. She is – Tiffany Ford is fucking lovely and one of the kindest (laughs) and nicest, most wonderful human beings that you will ever meet. And, like, you meet her, and she commands the room immediately, and she's just so – incredible and nice and like i can't even describe how how much i love her so watch the show because <laughs> um because she's wonderful in general and her work is also incredible um,
2: listeners i am the definition of agog at like being two steps of like separation from someone who worked on steven universe um yeah i'll watch it like <laughs> <laughs> cartoons well,
1: cartoons with, reminds like me- in Uh yeah.
2: i know have such a special place i think um in just like i don't know how to use this word i shouldn't use it the zeitgeist no, um. that's right percent. <laughs> that, that's right that works there we go it's okay to take chances um <laughs> just like the special place and I get like mad at my friends when I'm just like um no like cartoons are teaching me constant lessons about emotional intelligence and everything and they're like yeah okay but is it like it's not as resonant as xyz and I'm like no it is Mm -hmm. if someone let me teach a class on it and connect it with the same shit I teach right now I would and I'd be yeah. like it's completely applicable yeah. in so many ways. And I'm just I'm happy we live in this age of art. If
1: I'm just gonna say this, it's, if um yeah, I've been meaning to same. do a um an article on um Star Trek and a bunch of other stuff for a long time. We do have a blog that we have been trying to post for our network. And uh, so Ooh. if you ever feel inclined to write something, a, like if you want to do a dive on I should whatever be. you want to do, you're more than welcome to to there whatever. Yeah. You're you're a part of it. Cuz we do, art. we
0: have we, ha- we have the blog space on the network site. It's very much just like if anything's popped mm-hmm. up or you have anything you want to say about any media at all. <laughs> um, write a piece I'm gonna on keep it that, that in we'll mind i up, need yeah. to like just write
2: more things so yeah yeah it's, um it's,
0: it's a f- it's fun
2: is there anything else we have to say about this um, um for
1: me yes um so there's a couple things we didn't okay. really um we can circle back to um momo really quick um because yes. i think um i know last last episode or the episode before that I pointed out the parallels mm-hmm. between Momo and Sokka and in this one I feel mm-hmm, like it just yeah. like I was like wait hold, like you know let I think this is correct and in this one it was just like oh yeah he absolutely is with Sokka where like Momo looks at Katara judgingly because Sokka's pissed at her and then he's the <laughs> one that like helps everybody escape like Sokka and does the whole thing and like they're so yeah, um yeah. I did uh, I did like that. I felt a little bit validated, um, so that was great for me. <laughs> um, I also wanted to point out, um, we haven't talked about Iroh at all, and I do want to talk about that. Um,
2: yeah. Oh, with the jade tile? Uh,
1: with the lotus tile? Uh, the
2: white lotus or tile. the white
0: lotus tile. Which wait, is yes, uh, yes.
1: the first kind of foreshadowing that we get for the lotus uh the white lotus Mm -hmm. which is great Mm because like and i like that he he talks about it too he says most people think it's useless but it's essential for the unusual strategy which is literally exactly what their organization is right
0: yeah i love it but you're totally right like the fact that that's what leads them down the path for this very specific yeah storyline it's and then and then the like it, it does seem like he did it on purpose like oh we had to go there for this reason like you're gonna mm. love you're gonna hate me it was in my sleeve the whole time so <laughs> we didn't even have to come yeah, down this way it you know? does make you wonder and then um, but I don't know.
1: Yeah, and he's like
2: Did Uncle Iroh know talks the whole about time. how everybody
1: underestimates him and like so he's like <laughs> sewing all of these things. Also the line where he's <laughs> uh this is absolutely me uh, all the time. Uh where he talks about the only thing finding uh the only thing better than finding what you're looking for is finding something you weren't looking for at a great bargain.
2: <laughs> yes! <laughs> oh my god. I mean it's so true. Th-
1: this episode um, is so funny.
2: Antiquing with uncle iroh i would watch the show it would be my favorite thing to do pickers
1: with uncle iroh yeah
0: oh my gosh he going- if he owned a tea <laughs> he owns a tea and pawn shop and <gasps> it's like pawn stars oh uh, like i mean honestly that's like this is all like he has a do. cup
2: of tea with everybody <laughs> yes. it's incredible
0: that would be so funny. Oh, Ugh.
2: my God. Um,
0: Why can't people just make these shows? <laughs> I know. As like a short. Just do it as like a, a three-minute sketch. Yeah. And put it up on Nickelodeon's YouTube.
1: Incredible. <laughs> I love it. Yeah.
0: I'm literally looking for a job in animation right now. Nickelodeon, fucking hire me.
1: Hey, <laughs> Come you should on. Yes. make that. Oh, my gosh. That would be a great TikTok. That's a I great could. TikTok idea, Eric. Yeah. That would,
0: that would be a Ooh. really good little TikTok idea.
2: Yeah.
1: I, love that. I think the only other thing
2: oh to have all the time to develop all the things but you should mm-hmm. definitely do that
0: <laughs> I think it's really cute uh,
1: the only other thing that I think I like have noted here um besides how funny this episode was because it was very fun and funny um, it was <laughs> uh, was the the way the Daofei were drawn or they were referred to as pirates here but mm-hmm. like um, like more feminine more like uh I feel mm-hmm. like they were a little bit queer coded darker was that just me
0: but that but i feel like that dips into the history of which Pirates, a lot of people don't know a, which is a, interesting. A history that's rich in queerness yeah because the, the oh when you so i forget what you're gonna talk about what, yeah, I, was, how, oh, like, what I told you Yeah, how you
1: told me before okay. like um until you told me that fact i was like oh okay and then on this i i really noticed it because i was like oh I, again was this intentional did like and
0: Yeah. Yeah. So they, so in, in pirate lineage and pirate history, there isn't sort of an unspoken history that some people are kind of coming out about, about the term mate, mate letage. So since a lot of pirate ships were same sex, um, a lot of pirates were in committed same sex romantic partnerships that were cataloged on ships as like essential marriages um, with one another, and it was called mate Maitletage. It happened so frequently that they created a term for it in pirate culture specifically. Wow. But apparently it's something that like just existed as such a regular thing. Like, oh, well, they're pirates, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh my like, god. It makes sense why they would be together, because they're py- Like That sort of understanding of queerness in piracy, I think, is so interesting. So, to me, then line... queer-coding them, I'm mm. like, oh, well, maybe that's maybe that's part of it. That's what
1: I was hoping. And so I was like, oh, this is (laughs) really cool. And I hope that that's what this is and that this is intentional and not just as like a joke because like, you know, they do look like fools in the end, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I mean, queer people can be foolish. Oh, 100%. Let them be. (laughs) (laughs)
1: 100%.
2: Yes. I totally forgot what I was going to say. Oh. In this episode, we see our next interaction with the cabbage man mm-hmm. yeah
0: he comes um, in, and he even says this is so much worse than uh this what is worse page? than my shoes <laughs> yes we also which is oh, also the way that they they uh presented it just sort of in the comedic uh situational comedy where everybody like dodges it and he's like oh no my cabbage no 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 and then ang like like dives through it but like squishes himself to perfectly not hit anything and you're like oh wow he Uh-oh. got through and it then Aang just it. fucking destroys it <laughs> a, you know fucking a, a wind kick on his just way like, out and uses the cabbage
2: reckless. <laughs> yes. and it's like this is a villain origin story <laughs>
0: yes and I think it's so the the way that they set that up where it's like is it is it, is it oh no Aang didn't hit it and then it's like <laughs> this destruction is so it's a good joke.
1: And we see uh Aang's it bartering is. skills, which makes me laugh every time. He's like, one thousand golden <laughs> pieces. And he's like, I have one copper piece. And he's like, Oh, you're cute. And he's like, yeah. Two. Like I, that's like less cute. So cute. So yeah. cute and so innocent. <laughs>
2: uh. Yeah, So many cute little things in this one like when Zuko and Uncle Iroh are in the pirate shop. Uncle Iroh is looking at that monkey with the jewels oh, and he oh makes the same face as the monkey <laughs> in the background. Like chef's kiss.
0: Iroh is so cute.
2: Just I just
0: So cute.
2: Ugh. Um, There's also a moment. <laughs> there's so many good comedy moments where like Ang and Katara are taking a moment to realize like oh I learned a lesson me too I love you I love you too and then like they cut to Sokka and he's like all twisted up and he's like okay could you like help me now <laughs> solid there's also a moment where the pirate like literally throws Sokka against a sail and the other one goes that's good <laughs>
1: oh such a good episode
0: it's a yeah it's i and to be fully fair it's an episode that i forgot about Mm -hmm. kind of for the most part like it wasn't something that stuck with me the first couple Mm -hmm. times i'd seen it uh but it's a really good episode of the show
2: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um like as a little transition teaser uh i would definitely say like this show and this episode and next there's a few like parallels that go between them like one Katara is kind of not acting as herself not using all her faculties yeah two Sokka is right the whole time yes
1: yeah Sokka's right at
2: the beginning Sokka's right in the middle Sokka's right at the end um and we haven't really like seen that before I feel like at one point I had a third point that is the same, and I have forgotten it.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I just... It's the introduction of... Uh, what's his name? Dart? Jet. Jet. Dart? <laughs> Dart? Sorry, Dart. Why did I say his name was Dart? Um, Who... Trash. Trash can. Oh, my God. I hate, I, I, hate I, Dart. I, I, hey, <laughs> Dart.
2: <laughs> What's his name? Dart.
0: Dart. <laughs> what is his Dork. name? Fucking hopscotch. What a jerk.
1: I didn't realize <laughs> how, how much I hated him or how much of a fuckboy he was until I watched that episode. And I was just like, God. Uh, like I didn't like I mean, him at just, first. And now, like, oh real." My God. Oh, I can't wait to get uh, into yeah, that character. Well, Tune we're gonna dive in. We're going to find in. how we really feel. <laughs>
0: It's it's going to just be a fucking knockout fest. Okay. Um, well, that is a great place to end. Thank you, everyone, so much oh, for joining us on another lovely episode of The Momos and the Oppas.
2: Music and
0: editing by Eric LaFibri.
1: Artwork by David Tercero.
0: Do not forget to rate and review us wherever you get your pods, please. Good night. And good luck. And see you good next luck. Time. <laughs> um goodbye and hey, we bye. will see you bye. again soon. Bye. <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by the Nostalgia Network.
1: Visit the for more.